May your coffee taste much sweeter than it did yesterday. May God's blessings overflow and make you dance. May the people that surround you touch your heart like never before. Help you fall in love with life all over again. Good day, everybody. Chris Gallagher here for the 4031 Coaching Podcast. I am your 4031 coach, and I'm glad that you are here to be with us. Once again, as always, I want to thank my friend Mark Ellawine at markellawinemusic.com for allowing us to play one of my favorite songs. And it's a song that I told him recently, Fills My Cup. And that's a uh, figurative cup of inspiration, of motivation, of determination. And it literally, I believe, has made me change the way that I think about so many things. And that song is Mayor Coffee Taste Must Sweeter. Go ahead and check that out, markellawinemusic.com. You can find that song. You can listen to it straight from the website or on Spotify or Amazon Music or your favorite music player. Today, I want to share with you something that has affected each and every one of us. It's affected us in really a variety of ways, in a changing way, either for good or for bad. Mainly, it is something that reoccurs in our life that we think about differently almost every time that it occurs. It brings back memories. It brings to us thoughts that we thought may have been hidden. And it allows us to deal with situations that we never thought we would go through. And the subject that I want to speak to you today about is grief and loss. Grief and loss, those two topics, I believe that they're different, are something that's not talked about in our society. We have a problem many times with the way that people leave this earth and we experience a great grieving process over that. And, and it's not wrong to experience a variety of, variety of emotions during that period of time. But so often, some of those that we are closest to, we grieve the most. We grieve because we just, we just miss them because they have really, they've, as we may think, have gone away. Leo Tolstoy said that the only people who are capable of loving strongly can also suffer great sorrow. He says this same necessity of loving serves to counteract their grief and it heals them. Our sorrow, many times we believe, is too great. It's a great sorrow to experience the loss of somebody around us. Even in saying these words, you thought of somebody. You thought of somebody that affected your life. They affected your life in such a way that when they left this earth, it left a huge hole in you, left a hole in your heart, a hole in your daily walk, and just maybe a hole in your soul and in your spirit. Life may not be the same without them, but yet those grieving feelings are something that we deal with, that we have, and all of those grieving feelings are built on our relationship with that individual. These moments of grief not only happen when somebody leaves this earth, but these grieving moments also happen as we just go through life. 
because every loss hurts, whether it's a divorce or a relationship that is broken up, whether it's a loss of somebody's health or hearing, hearing those dreadful words, the cancer's back, whether it's somebody losing a job, which has happened to so many people over the past couple of years, it may be the loss of financial stability in, in your own home with maybe your small business. And it may be something that shakes you up, but that loss hurts. It may be a miscarriage, the loss of a child. For some people, believe it or not, they experience grief and loss during a period of retirement. They almost lose their purpose. They don't know where to go or what to do, and they feel lost in the world. We do experience grief at the death of a loved one, someone that we've cared about. We can also experience grief and loss at the death of a cherished dream of really what we wanted to do. And all of a sudden we realize that it may not be so. It might be not only our illness, it may be the illness of someone else. Maybe a close loved one's illness that we experience grief. It could be at the loss of a friendship. It could be the, the loss of any kind of feeling of, of safety because something has happened to you. I know that people grieve and, and they feel a moment of loss when, when maybe something is stolen from them. They lose that trust and, and they, they grieve because so many things seem to be happening at, at that once. It can even happen in, in something such as improving ourselves. We may sell our home and go on to a different home or a different location. And that, that movement causes us to grieve a little bit. But you need to understand and I want you to understand that any loss that a person has can cause grief. Any of those things that I mentioned are moments where somebody can grieve. And, and grieving as well has no timetable. We would say a normal timetable. And, and this is because everybody grieves differently. Everybody goes through a different grieving process. My grieving process is different than my wife. It's different than my children, and, and we need to be aware of that. But we'll talk about that in a moment. But I want you to understand that any loss hurts, and it can cause pain. It can cause emotional instability. It can cause mental instability. It can hurt us physically and even spiritually. As we look, as I've told you before, I believe those are the four pillars of our life, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And those four pillars make us a complete person, those four areas of life. So many times what somebody needs to do when they grieve is they need to allow this process to sort of naturally unfold, but yet be patient. And that's where it becomes very, very difficult. And that's why I want to share with you just a couple things. Number one, I want to share with you, don't be afraid to acknowledge the pain that you're going through. Don't harbor any of those feelings, but instead acknowledge them. Yes, it hurts when you go through a divorce or a relationship breakup. Acknowledge those. Don't try to sweep those under the rug or bury those. Yes, it hurts when you lose your job or you hear those words, cancer is back. And we may have the mentality in, in our health that we're going to get over it, but there's got to be a little bit of an acknowledgement there. An acknowledgement has to do many times with responsibility. We understand when somebody goes through a period of grief, we look internally at the negative, which is often the case as the human condition is. 
but we need to be sure that we're not afraid to acknowledge that there are pains in our life that we're going to experience. And we may be going through those. Don't live a life of denial. Because what can happen is actually number two. So number one is don't be afraid to acknowledge your pain. Number two is do your best. And I always say this because it's hard. It's hard for us. We'll talk about that in number three in a minute. But as you accept that your grief can trigger many different and unexpected emotions. And what I mean by that is you may experience a moment of sadness and tears, a moment of depression, temporary depression, as you grieve, as you go through a trauma, as you lose something. You may get reminded of, of an aroma down the road that reminds you of a certain person's perfume or the way that they cook food or or a cologne from somebody, or the way that a certain smell hits you at the right moment, and and you may start to shed a tear. The people around you may have no idea what you just went through, but you went through a memory. You went through that because you had a relationship with somebody, and, and that person, whether they left or that situation is not what it should be, it kind of left a little bit of a, a hole in you. And this is where it becomes, to me, unique. So, number one, don't be afraid to acknowledge your pain. Number two, really think about the idea of accepting the fact that grief will trigger many emotions. And number three, be aware that your grieving process is unique. Everybody's is. I mentioned a little bit earlier ago that my wife's grieving process is different than mine. All three of my children are they have different grieving processes and, and they're different in a number of ways. Their grieving processes are greatly different. For me, sometimes I just want to be left alone in my thoughts for a moment so I can sort of get on track with what's happening. And, and I'm, a, I'm a future thinker. So I want to think, okay, here's the next steps that we need to take. I once told my wife in a very grievable if I could use that word, grievable situation, I said, okay, just so you know, here's the next five steps I'm going to go through. That that educational side kicked in, and I said, I'm going through stage ones, but here's the next ones that I'm going to go through. And I said, in about three weeks, I'm going to internalize this, so just be ready. She, I remember her thinking, what did he just tell me? But but I, I told her the process because our grief, our, our grieving process is unique, and, and here's why. And I want to just spend a moment on this. Our grieving process is unique because our relationship with that person is unique. I, in all of my 25 years in working with people, I've spent a lot of time in individuals, and in fact, that 25 years in spiritual development and helping people and 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 ministering to them and trying to serve their needs. And one thing I've noticed is this. Not only is every situation different, but every situation depends on the relationship. And I don't understand their relationship. One of the things I encourage people not to say as they go to a, a funeral or a viewing or try to comfort somebody who's experiencing a, a loss of whatever is don't say, I know how you feel. Because we really don't know how that person feels because we don't know the extent of that relationship. 
And let me give you, if I can't, a far out example that will make no sense, but I bet you can identify with this. Several years ago, my grandmother left this life for a greater one. And as she was about to take her final breaths, and really as she did, I, we had a great discussion, and I remember thinking, it's going to be okay. Well, it wasn't long after that that I went, and I was at some location, a, a church, and an individual told me, they said, I know exactly how you feel. No, I told you before, when I hear that, I don't even say that phrase. So I knew what they were going to say, and I knew it was probably going to be silly. But I never thought it would be this silly. They said, I know exactly how you feel. Now, remember, my grandmother had passed away, and they said, I know exactly how you feel. We lost our cat about two weeks ago. And the person I was sitting beside immediately tensed up and just, got really, really tense. And I kind of patted them on the leg and I said, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And they said, and this person kept talking about their relationship with her cat. And I wanted to tell them so much. You have no idea because this was my grandmother. This was not a cat, but that's what people try to do is they try to relate all grieving processes the same. I know you're still working through that in your mind right now. And you may have to pause this and hit replay, go back and listen to it again to focus on, on yes, that really did happen. And really that was said, but that's what people try to do is we try to equate everything on the same plane and we can't do that. There is no common grieving process. Well, you must be aware that everyone is unique. That's why we can, as we go backwards and think about these things, that's why we can acknowledge that we're going to go through some pain because of that relationship. We're going to go through those emotions. But also what we need to consider in our life is actually number four. So number one was to understand that we don't need to be afraid to acknowledge the pain. And number two, we can accept that grief can trigger many different emotions and unexpected emotions. Number three, I would encourage you to be aware that your grieving process will, will be unique. Number four, one of the things that helps is to seek out some personal support, some face-to-face -face support from people that you know care about you. I mentioned before that one of the things that I do in my process of grief and loss is I pull myself away and I kind of in my mind, get everything arranged. Then I talk to the people that are around me, that are closest to me, that know me because I need their love and support. I need them to, to tell me they care. I don't ask for it, but I know they're going to give it because they're going to support me and what I do. And you need to seek those people out. It's going to be family. It's going to be friends. It's going to be your church family if you have that. But don't go into a withdrawal and stay in a withdrawal simply because you are internalizing all of this. You need that communication with other people. They'll help you to see that you're not alone in this, even though your process is unique, that you are not alone. And I would also encourage you to do this. Number five, I would encourage you to support yourself emotionally. Give yourself permission to grieve. And also you do that by taking care of yourself physically. Many people who go through a grief and loss, they won't eat. They won't drink anything, and if they do drink, they drink alcohol, and they depend upon that, and that just adds to your issues. But instead, to take a moment 
and take care of yourself physically. Go for a walk. Breathe the air that's outside. Don't just, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but don't just wallow in the sorrow, but instead seek to get out and to see that the world around you is still happening and that world cares about you. There are people in your life who want you to do so much better and you have the ability to do that. So I would encourage you to support yourself emotionally by taking care of yourself physically. And lastly, in number six, and this is where it gets pretty deep and we're not going to dive deeply into this today, but recognize that there is a difference between experiencing grief and suffering depression. People can go from grief into depression very, very quickly. And if they don't handle their grief many times in a, in a certain way, with a certain mindset, then they can very, very easily, they can fall into a depressed state. And it's at that point that you need to seek professional help. You need to seek a counselor. Your friends might be able to help you, but I would encourage you to seek a counselor or talk to your doctor during that period of time. But understand there is a difference. So what can you learn from these? I hope that I have been able to share with you something today about grief that you can take back with you. Because even if it's not death, if it's just the the loss of a friendship or the loss of a job or financial stability or, or a loss of safety, we can still follow these, these steps, these suggestions, if you will. And here they are again as we think about closing out for today. And it's number one, don't be afraid to acknowledge your pain. Number two, accept that grief can trigger many different emotions and even unexpected emotions. Number three, be aware that your grieving process will be unique to you. Number four, seek out people. Seek out face-to-face support from the people who care about you. It, It will make a big difference. Number five, support yourself emotionally by taking care of yourself physically. And number six, realizing the difference between grief and depression is a must for anybody. Anybody that goes through that. And I want to leave you with those thoughts today, but also with a quote. Our quote today is from Winnie the Pooh. He says, how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. Winnie the Pooh, great philosopher of our time. Once again, how lucky am I, or how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. I hope this helps you even a little in your time of need. Share this podcast with someone else if you would like. I would encourage you to do that. Maybe they need some help in their grief and their loss, or they may need help down the road. That's what we want to do. We want to seek to help others and assist them in creating better days today for a better life tomorrow. We all have the ability to live a great life. It's in our grasp. We need to reach out and we need to grab it and we need to make it our own. We have great days ahead and I hope that this helps you out. Once again, I would like to thank you for listening to our 4031 Coaching Podcast. You can go to anchor.fm forward slash 4031 Coaching Podcast. Check us out on the internet at 4031coaching.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash 4031 Coaching. Instagram, our username is at 4031coaching. The same thing on Twitter. And now... 
We are on TikTok, so you can find us at 4031coach, 4031coach. We'd love to have you be a part of our community that we're building. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. Share it with somebody else. Leave us a rating on your favorite podcast player. And as always, we hope that you have an excellent and a blessed day. May your coffee taste much sweeter than it did yesterday. May God's blessings overflow and make you dance. May the people that surround you touch your heart like never before. And help you fall in love with life all over again. 